0: His book is The Big Truth, which just seems so relevant as we talk about all these things related to former President Donald Trump. Major, thank you so much for making some time for us this afternoon.
1: John, sorry I couldn't be with you on our normal time on Tuesday, but as you know, and as I know, and as the country knows, I was a little bit busy
0: yesterday afternoon,
1: so glad to be with you
0: today. Yeah, I'm glad you're here, too. I looked up, and I saw you uh, handling the breaking news as these indictments came came through. I saw you on CBS on the big TVs in here, and that's what I want to start with, asking you about the indictments. Uh, mm-hmm. These feel different. These alleged actions feel different, Major, than what we've discussed in the past with the other indictments How do these differ? Are these more serious? How do you distinguish what we are dealing with now?
1: So let's take them in the order of the indictments. Lots of people, uh, including those who are not fans of former President Trump, don't wish him well politically, have problems with the indictment filed in Manhattan by the Manhattan District Attorney. A stretch legally Is that a case you would really bring against somebody else who was not somebody like Donald Trump? Is that really the case to bring against a former president? Lots of people don't believe it is. The second set of indictments about classified documents. Uh, Classified documents are a serious business. The United States has a long history of prosecuting people who mishandle them intentionally. And there is certainly a fact pattern that suggests the former president had them. That's clear. May have mishandled them, we don't know, but it certainly looks like he mishandled them and certainly did not act truthfully in his conversations with the federal government about how many he had and what their disposition was. That's chargeable for sure, no question. But it gets slightly cloudy when people say, Well, Vice President Pence had some documents, and when as a senator and a vice president Biden had documents, isn't it all kind of the same? And is this really rise to something? People can come to different conclusions, but it's clearly a chargeable offense. This is utterly singular, John. And it does feel different because we as a nation were witnesses to part of what happened. What did we witness? We witnessed January 6th. And there are those who are rallying to the former president's defense saying, oh, he was just using free speech, exercising free speech rights. That's not what the indictment is about. As a matter of fact, on page two of the indictment says the president, sitting in the office, had all sorts of free speech rights. And he had all those rights and they would never be encroached upon unless he took actions that when taken together and viewed in context tried to defraud the country of what it deserved two things a peaceful transfer of power and that every legally cast vote be respected and not be disenfranchised and the indictment says the former president not just with his speech but with his actions tried to undermine both and therefore both of those attempts are subject to criminal prosecution. And Major, you bring up the former Vice President, Mike Pence, and now he's sort of the rival for the Republican nomination with former President Trump, obviously in office as all this stuff was going on, these allegations toward the former president. He's at the center of a very weird moment in time here. What role does he play in all of this? He's central in this incredibly strange moment former president of the United States seeking the presidency again. It's only happened once. Grover Cleveland did it in 1892. So we've seen that before, but we've never seen a former vice president to the man seeking the presidency again, being a fact witness in a felony case against the former president, who he's also challenging for the nomination of his party in the next presidential election. I mean, it's beyond strange. It's beyond anything we have ever witnessed before in American history. And As a fact witness, it is clear that the former vice president not only offered testimony once he was ordered by a court to do so, he provided contemporaneous notes of his own sense of what the former president was asking and the legal checks he made to see if anything the former president was asking him to do was in fact legal. And when he challenged John Eastman, the former president's lawyer who had this unique and completely unconstitutional theory, If he thought it was legal, he said, no, it's never been tested. And then later said, I'm only asking for a minor violation of election law. What? What do you mean a minor violation of election law? He's the president of the United States. Carrying that out, by definition, makes it not minor, makes it very significant. And Pence ran all those traps. And now he almost feels like he's liberated on the campaign. He's saying things more aggressive than he ever has before about the former president. It's like this indictment has unleashed him. We see what what political effect that has, but it has a fact effect,
0: and it will have a real effect once this case goes to trial, because believe me, it will. I want to ask you about the political effect, because respected politician, proven conservative track record, he's Mm -hmm. barely a blip Mm -hmm. in the polls. He can't get any traction at all. And I talk to people here in Wisconsin, which is a very purple state, and they view him still, many people do, as a traitor. And, and don't like him. Has he yeah. been irreparably damaged by his hard stance on Donald Trump?
1: Uh, certainly not irreparably, because that means forever. And uh, we have a history that we're living through right now with former President Trump, and we have a history lived with him as president. There will come a day when we will no longer live with that political history. So anything that is said now in a negative way about anyone who challenged former President Trump will be viewed differently later. I don't believe anyone who challenges former President Trump on any grounds policy, politics, or anything else is irreparably harmed, because the former president, for a lot of reasons, is unique and not always positively unique, and I'm being diplomatic. But to your point, John, the former vice president is viewed as this antagonist to the former president. For that, I don't have an explanation. He wasn't an antagonist. He was asked to do something illegal against the Constitution, and he resisted. Wouldn't, as a Republican or as a Democrat, you want someone in high office to do precisely that, resist pressure to do something illegal and to undermine the Constitution? The America I grew up in, the America I love, said, yes, we don't want anyone to do anything illegal in a a political position or undermine the Constitution. That's what Pence did. The record is clear on that. It's not ambivalent or ambiguous. And yet... He's reviled because he stood up to the former president. And that's something the Republican Party has laced within it right now. How long that will last, I don't know. But it's going to get a good test, either from Mike Pence or others like Will Hurd or Chris Christie or Asa Hutchinson, who are not going away and who are going to keep saying, This was wrong. And until the Republican Party understands how wrong it was, it's not going to heal itself. Major, I know you're going to find this shocking, but uh, Fox would really like to have the former president, uh, Trump, in Milwaukee toward the end of August for the debate. Um, Sure it, it would. Any idea if that is going to happen? Does this indictment complicate matters? Was he even planning on attending before? This still seems like a bit of a mystery. So I'm going to refer to Kellyanne Conway, who's still very close to the Trump orbit, and said he's going to keep everyone guessing. Hello, what does he always do on matters of this nature? Keep everyone guessing, make sure he is as close to the dead center of any political story that he can be, and continue to overshadow all those who are trying to gain traction against him. Even if he doesn't show up at the debate, he won't make that clear until the very last minute, thereby dominating the debate anyway, even if he doesn't show up there. That's where we are. That part of the Trump factor is fundamentally real, and all those other Republican challengers both need to hope he's there so they can take a swing at him and then have a strategy, in case he's not, to contextualize why he wasn't there and how they hope to take advantage of it.
0: I feel like I've asked you the same question a thousand times, Major, and I don't know Mm -hmm. what I'm searching for, but to me it's stunning that there are other conservative credentialed candidates and he continues to poll, his number is larger than all of them Mm -hmm. put together, Mm -hmm. and yet he's so flawed and so damaged. Uh, Why? What is is the hold he has? So, I don't have
1: a holistic answer. I mean, an answer in totality. I have an answer in part. And I don't criticize people who are strongly attached to former President Trump, because for him and for them, they are aligned, in a sense that america needs and they need a fighter they need someone who will speak in rageful terms about things they think are worthy of being enraged about in america whether that's cultural transformation economic dislocation or just a sense of drift that people in power get things and people out of power not only don't get things but are never heard They wanted that from Romney, didn't get it. Wanted that from McCain, didn't get it. Wanted it from Bush, thought they were going to get it, never got it. Didn't get it from Bush the father. The closest they got was Reagan, but that's a long time ago, dim memory. Trump touches a nerve that they feel is vital to their future in this country. And until someone better, a better fighter comes along, a more credible, more resilient fighter comes along, and for like a hot second, they thought that might be DeSantis, those days are over. Uh it's going to be Trump. And it's as deeply rooted in their own psychology and sense of self as it is in the Republican Party or conservatism or anything else.
0: Major Garrett is CBS's chief Washington correspondent. Check out the Takeout podcast. It's heard here on Saturdays on WTMJ, and the book is The Big Truth. Major, thank you so much for making some time for us.
1: Always a pleasure, John. Thank you.
0: It is 456 at WTMJ. Business headlines are sponsored by the